Hey fam bam, I'm Sid. And I'm Charlotte. And you're listening to Said by Charlotte. We're a young married couple learning more and more about what it takes to have a successful marriage, to navigate parenthood, and to tackle life as young adults. We don't always get it right, but we take on our struggles and our successes on this podcast with you in hopes of finding shared growth and encouragement. And we hope you enjoy this episode of Said by Charlotte. Welcome back to Said by Charlotte, (laughs) where we talk about all the things. On our drama. Uh, Yeah. Well, not just drama. Good things, too. But Mm -hmm. um, we are Said and Charlotte Thompson, and we're just here to talk about our experiences. And hopefully we can help everybody, you know, on their journey through life and relationships (laughs) by sharing all the crap we go through. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. All the great stuff we go through. Um, but today we wanted to talk about something that like we're living through right now. And that's how kids, like Miss Luca Ryan here, um, can mess up your relationship. And, and- as, as, as hard as that sounds... It's so true. Yeah, like obviously they enhance your relationship a a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. but they also having introducing kids into your family like that also makes a lot of things more difficult and like a lot of new stuff that you have to adjust to and learn and learn how to work together. And it's just a lot, you know, everyone makes it seem like, oh, having kids is so awesome. And it is so awesome. Mm-hmm. But it also, it it's difficult. And it's really difficult to navigate in your relationship. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to jump into that. Do you want to start with that? How does having kids mess up our relationship? Well, before I even get on that, um, the first thing I thought about when you said, like, how people think that, like, kids are just, like, all fine and dandy. That's why when people always, like, when people always say like, like we having a baby now, so things are gonna be a lot better. Yeah, it's I'm gonna like, bring us closer together. Nah, bro, that is not. It's gonna tear y'all apart. It's gonna break y'all up. Cause yeah. if you think you gotta be selfless in a relationship, <laughs> bro, when you have kids, it's like it's a whole another level. level. Like you learn the definition of selfless. Yeah, selfless. Yeah, cause like you can't delete a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to, like... They depend on you yeah, for everything. You have to keep the baby alive. Like, and that's <laughs> so true. Like, I don't understand. Like, when we first had Maddie, like, we literally had to, like, keep her alive on our, by ourselves in this house. <laughs> and, like, well, Luca is easier because we went through it once, but it's like, you realize what being selfless is. When a baby cries, you got to get up and do something. Yeah. Whether it's two in the morning, three in the morning, whatever. You got to do something. So, like, when people think that having a baby is going to bring them closer. Yeah. And, like. If your relationship's already rocky, introducing a baby a kid, into the relationship is just going to make that relationship rockier. It's going to tip the boat over. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Cedric and I were with some friends not too long ago. And um, we were talking about somebody who was expecting and just they've been having a difficult time. And we're like, geez, like, I really hope that they can get it together because having a newborn mm-hmm. when you're not sleeping it's a whole new like a whole new life that you have to navigate oh my gosh i think the biggest thing is cedric like, and i were fighting all the time when maddie was newborn oh yeah bro. it's like we, we didn't even know each other it was just like 
I was looking at Charlotte. She was the enemy. And I was just ready to fight her. It was just like really, really bad. Man. Yeah. Like, it was tough. But um, I think that, you know, obviously having kids, like the kids in our in our home, they're like our greatest sources of joy, I feel mm. like. Mm-hmm. But that can also be like negative in our relationship if we don't keep the focus on each other as well because like I feel like our lives especially right now are just centered around our kids Mm -hmm. which in some ways they have to be because Mm -hmm. they do depend on us in these early years for every need and so it's really easy for you to just become only focused on the kids when they literally need you for everything Mm -hmm. but with in the same breath, like if you take your eyes off of your partner, then you're not, you're not like filling that relationship up as much as it needs to be too. And we kind of touched on this um, when we were talking about the things that we wish we would have known before marriage, but that intentional time with your spouse is so, so, so important Mm -hmm. to like the family life that if you are just focused on the kids' needs, your relationship with your spouse can become really transactional Mm. and um, task-based. Like it's really easy. Like, okay, said you get Maddie ready for bed. I'll get Luca ready for bed. By the time we get them both to bed, we don't want to talk to each other. We're like so exhausted. So if we're not carving out time, like when we have some energy to focus on each other then we we get really drained and we'll hit kind of like a breaking point where we're like oh my gosh I haven't even talked to my husband about what's going on with Mm -hmm. him in weeks Mm -hmm. I think the big thing that I noticed how like kids messed up our relationship (laughs) is like when me when me and Charlotte uh had our first baby we had Maddie Charlotte would always like cry to me all the time like I feel like you don't love me as much as Maddie. I feel like you don't love me. And I used to be so puzzled. I'm just like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And I, what I was doing was I was pouring so much love into Maddie because she was my first daughter, my first child. I loved her so much. I always wanted to hold her when she wasn't crying. And <laughs> and um, I was just I just loved Maddie so much. And I, I was like, all my energy went into her. Everything. Everything yeah. went into Maddie. Like, um, now that I think about it now, I know, I know it. But in the moment... I'm pouring out so much love that like I've never done before that I'm kind of feeling like I'm doing it to Charlotte as well. And when Charlotte would come to me like crying about how she thinks I don't love her as much as Maddie, I used to be so confused. I used to be like, okay, one, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you be mad because I love our daughter? It's what I used to think. And then two, I used to be like, the fact that you're like monitoring love is just like, doesn't make any sense. But that was me in my younger stage, right? And what I realized was I was messing up how Maddie was messing up our relationship <laughs> was that I loved her so much, which was a great thing. Mm-hmm. But I have to love my wife first because in order for my in order to in all honesty, in order for our kids to have a healthy mindset and um a healthy life, we have to make sure that we're confiding in each other so we have the energy to do it for our kids. It shouldn't be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Because when I was doing it to Maddie, I wasn't giving you any love. And therefore you were exhausted and felt drained and didn't feel love. And you couldn't pour that same kind of like love and intimacy with Maddie um, because you weren't getting it from like, I wouldn't say the source essentially, but like your your partner, the person that you're, most, that you're, that you're with. Yeah, y'all like 
postpartum hormones are just crazy. Um, navigating those and like navigating parenthood for the first time and parenthood with your partner. It's like, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, especially now having two, trying to figure out how our life, like what our new normal is, is it's really challenging. Mm -hmm. And on Instagram, like it might look great, but we want you to know, like we're, we're humans too, and we're mm -hmm. still figuring it out. And I think that, you know, like we keep saying, it's so easy to just become focused on the kids that you start to lose focus on your relationship. And mm -hmm. so the other day, Cedric and I were talking about how we really need to find some time. And this was at like four in the morning. Yeah. Because yeah. when else do you have time to talk when yeah. you have two like, kids? We, we had both <laughs> I like woke up and then I wanted to talk to Charlotte about something. And we ended up staying and talking to like, like 630 yeah. and just talking. And just realizing that we hadn't like talked about stuff outside of the kids or outside of work mm -hmm. in who knows how long. Mm -hmm. So um, we just both agreed that like we really need to make a commitment to each other to find time. And like the thing about me and Cedric especially is that we also are homebodies. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy and comfortable for us to just be like, Nah, we'll just stay at home with our kids because we love them so much and mm -hmm. they're so much fun and we don't like to go anywhere anyway. Mm -hmm. But we're realizing how important it is to force each other to get out of our comfort zones and mm -hmm. just to get out because we need that one-on-one -on -one time with each other to talk about something other than the kids, as difficult that, as that is. Because I know when Maddie was little, when we would have our time away, we would just watch videos of Maddie. Like I remember mm -hmm. when we went on our first date, remember we went to Soderol into a movie mm -hmm. and the whole time we were at Soderol, we were looking at pictures of Maddie. Maddie yeah, it was kind of creeper. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> so like kids you know when you're ready for them which i don't know that you're ever really ready but when you're in a good place in your relationship and you introduce kids into that like it can be such a beautiful powerful thing because you you never could imagine loving someone like you do a child mm -hmm. like it's totally different obviously than your love for your spouse mm -hmm. it's like this whole new thing right mm -hmm. You can never imagine that and it can become like obsessive almost mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to get sucked into just like everything's around the kids, everything's around the kids, everything's around the kids and then all of a sudden you wake up at four in the morning and you're like, oh, I remember you like, but I haven't spent the time getting to know you right now where you are. Mm -hmm. So... And to me, I, I think it's like a lot of it is like intentionality, even in conversations. Like me and Charlotte were driving to church today and the kids were in the back. And then I just was talking to her about like we got into like a little, not an argument, but we were talking about like finances and like trying to like be better at it and be more disciplined. And I opened up to her and said, hey, like I, I understood what you were saying the other day and um, I had some time to think about it. And I just we were just having a conversation that we and we didn't have a like a, an adult conversation like that without arguing anything in so long. And then Charlotte said something. She's like, you know, I believe in you. And that's why we're doing this in the first place. And hear her say that like touched me in a way that like I haven't felt in so long because like that was her like confiding in me like spiritually, right? Like where she was confirming like I trust you and you don't like like I know you have us and I don't worry. Um, or no, I may worry, but I know you're gonna take care of it. But I want to voice my concerns and I want it to feel heard when I tell you I'm concerned. I want you to validate how I'm feeling. And like that's a connection that's like hard to explain, but it takes intentionality to even do mm -hmm. that. Like, 
because me and Charlotte talk to each other all day, but there's no yeah. intentionality in it. It's about like task or we should do this or we're going to take pictures or we should film a video or we have the podcast, whatever. Like those are just things we're getting on, but there's no intentionality whatsoever as to like, how are you doing? Like, yeah. I don't even know when the heck, <laughs> when the last time we met, actually, like, how are we doing? Yeah. Like what's going on in your well, life? And, and that sounds so crazy and said, kind of touched on it when we were talking about the things that we wish we would have known. But I think like, especially in today's day and age there are all these people out there that are putting out like this perfect image of what it looks like to be married and what it looks like to have kids and it looks so great and then all of a sudden they break up and everyone's like whoa I never saw that coming and I think you know in in my experience here like with in our family like it's when you have kids they take so much time and energy and so a lot of times, like after feeding all night and working all day, like the last thing on my list is, okay, yeah, I should check in with Cedric, which sounds so bad, but it's the truth because Cedric and I spend all day together. So sometimes it feels like we're checking in and I think it exacerbate, exacerbates that even more that we do see each other all day and we do work together because it becomes really easy just to get caught in this cycle of wake up, get the kids like situated, get to work, check in with each other about work, about the kids, mm -hmm. stop work, now feed the kids, now bathe the kids, now get the kids to bed. And it's just like this cycle that we're constantly with each other, but unless we're being super intentional about finding the time to really be with each other, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I noticed what you were saying was like, me and Charlotte don't really have the time to miss each other because we both work from home so like we're running here all day so like i never like really miss her you know what i'm saying because she's always in my presence as to where on the on the other side it's like if i did go out and i had an office or whatever i would like miss charlotte because when i'm away from charlotte and like the kids i miss them and i want to just go home because we're already homebodies you know what i'm saying so if you're out there and like you're in a relationship and you're you work from home and you you know you grind at work all day and you get home and you miss your husband and your wife but you don't have the energy to do it you have to be intentional about doing it. Cause like me and Charlotte work from home and we don't necessarily miss each other, but we still don't confide in each other how we should. We don't have, we don't spend intentional time. So there, there are two different things, but at the, at the same time, it's intentionality and effort and on both sides. Like you mm -hmm. just have to do it even when you don't want to. Cause when you actually do it, it feels good. And like, you feel like you, now you're getting that energy. Cause a lot of the time for me, I feel like I'm just like emotionally, um, I wouldn't even say drained. I would feel like I mean mostly like like my love tank isn't full, mm -hmm. right? Like I don't feel like Charlotte loves me. Even though I know she does, but she's not intentionally like loving me the way that I need to be loved or whatever. Like for me, like my love language from the five love languages is physical touch. And that doesn't mean like sex. Like to me, it's like kissing and hugging and whatever. But we're around each other all day. So like we don't like kiss and hug and whatever because like we're around each other so there's no like oh i missed you give me a hug baby <laughs> you know what i'm saying like there isn't that because we're with each other all day so yeah. like i have to like give charlotte grace and understand that like okay i need this but like i understand why it's not happening for me because charlotte is or we're around each other all day so like it doesn't feel right. like she's whatever because like you know when i was playing football and i was gone for you know weeks at a time when charlotte saw me like she would hug me and kiss me and like i missed you and lay on me and stuff i'm getting emotional because i kind of missed that <laughs> but anyways um that doesn't happen anymore right. and it's not charlotte's fault like but she could be more intentional about it and same thing with me i'm gonna let you talk i'm gonna talk about your love language i'm not <laughs> gonna say it um but it's the same thing with me i'm pretty yeah. sure charlotte's gonna school yell on it right now it's the same thing 
like he was saying, like with me, like my love language is quality time. And people are like, yeah, but you guys spend all the time together, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like literally all the time. And it's like, yeah, but it's not intentional time. So it's the same thing. And I think like what said was talking about, like with intimacy and with like physical touch, especially with kids, that's something that can fall behind because like as a new mom, you're so tired. Like literally, literally all of your energy is going into like if you're breastfeeding, especially into keeping this baby fed and nourished and Mm -hmm. alive. And so like, yeah, the last thing when I lay my head down on the pillow is want to think about intimacy with my husband. Mm -hmm. Like I want to go to sleep and sleep for the two hours that Mm -hmm. I can get until the baby wakes up again. So I think like Cedric and I, after having that conversation the other day, we were like, okay, we need to like, we need to change this because we don't want to feel like partners. Like we are partners, but we are also. You want to feel like we're working for each other. Yeah, we're not working. Mm. Yeah, we're not working. It's not just checking off the boxes. Mm. Like we need to, we also need to be loving on each other. And Mm. like, what does that look like? And so we made a commitment to like, okay, even though we don't like to leave the house, like once every other week, we're going to go and do something together without the kids, as mm-hmm. crazy as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And it's weird because like when, when she says like without the kids, like I don't even know what that looks like anymore. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do we like to do? It's boring I know. I can't the kids. Even, can you even imagine life before Maddie? Yeah, like, we didn't well, do anything. We stayed in the house. I, 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 <laughs> I would go to practice, come home. In college, come home, you would do your homework. I would go to bed, get up and do it again. We'll go out sometimes. And then the league, it was like, went to practice, gone No, I'm just saying, like, life before Maddie, it just seems like forever ago. And I don't even remember, like, what did we talk about? You know? like We talked about having kids. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we talked about, having kids. So the other thing with having kids that can be, like, difficult to navigate is, like, making decisions. Mm -hmm. And if you guys remember, for example... One of the big decisions we were talking about oh. on the podcast a couple months ago was swimming lessons. And we just made a decision on that. So I think that we should update them, Cedric, on what we came to. We took the summer off from swimming, right? Because we both weren't on the same page. But recently, the AAP, what is it? American Associates of Pediatrics or whatever, mm-hmm. Association of Pediatrics, came out with this, like all of this research and about how the earlier that kids start in swimming lessons, the like less Likely risk. they are to drown. Yeah. It was like something crazy. Like if you start swimming before the age of three or something, the risk of drowning is reduced by 90 some percent. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy. So, you know, we weren't on the same page about swimming. So we took the summer off for swimming. And then we've decided to enroll Maddie in swimming in the fall. Right. So we're starting that. Next yeah, weekend? but I still like I know the AAP says that, but like you know, I didn't live that way. I learned I swim. I learned when I was when, to swim when I was fourteen, and I'm like a fantastic swimmer, so whatever. Okay, but hold on, let me see what I was saying. So I I agreed to do. I'm like, okay. Charlotte really wants to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to. But I'm like, if she, if we gonna do this, she got to do some of these lessons too, because I don't want to do them, because I did all of them last time. So we had so to we, negotiate. So we, yeah, we came up with a deal. <laughs> I was like, look, if you can do four lessons. Four lessons, I'll do it. And she's like, no, two. I'm like, four. Take it or leave it. And she took it. Little does said no, my worst case was half of the lessons. So when we shook on four, I was pretty pleased. No, that's fine. Because like, I don't, I don't really care. Cause I, it's, it's just some days I don't want to do it. And I'm going to tell you the bread and butter, the, the juicy part of all of this, is I get to choose 
when those four lessons are. That's the best part. Because if you make me mad that day, I'm like, you're swimming today. <laughs> I'm not swimming. If we get in an argument and y'all got to swim, I'm making you swim. That's what that I'm doing. That doesn't sound like the way Jesus loves the church said. Jesus, can he just swim? No, Jesus walked on water. He didn't even, even think about swimming. What are you talking I'm about? I'm just kidding. But um, um, so when it comes to decision making with the kids, like there are times that we do disagree. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate that? I think for me, uh, this kind of goes into the point where I was going to go next. Is like, I know kids messes up our relationships, <laughs> but having kids also makes the relationship really, really good. When, especially around Maddie, but around Maddie, like I have to be aware of like my mannerisms, my facial expressions, um, whether I handle situations with Charlotte, because I'm like, I never want Maddie to think that a man could talk to her or do this in any kind of way. So what it's doing is it's making me self-evaluate myself even harder because now I have Maddie watching me. Mm-hmm. So now when it comes to, to decision making, when it comes to like picking, f- picking food is like... I don't know why picking food is such a hard decision for Charlotte. Like we can't just like pick somewhere to eat. Like it's like we can do a whole podcast on that one day. Um, but like I was saying, with the decision making, especially in front of Maddie, I'm tr- I try to be like um, um, make sure that Charlotte knows that like she has options that I don't want to tell her what to do. But also at the same time, when it comes to a, de- a tough decision, I'm going to make the decision if it's hard for Charlotte to make it, or if I even think that this needs to be made, even if it's hard, we don't want to. So I think it comes with like understanding the situation, understanding if a decision needs to be made, and also understanding that Charlotte has a voice. So Maddie knows that Charlotte, that her mom has a voice, and that she needs to have a voice when mm-hmm. it comes to making decisions too. Honestly, a lot of times we're like on the same page mm-hmm. with it's decision. It's very rare that we're all yeah, except swimming. Like when it comes like to the, the kids, page. yeah, <laughs> we're usually on the same page, and like. Um, when we are on the same page, it just becomes more of like supporting each other in the decision that was made. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, a couple months ago, Maddie got thrush and that's when like there's a, it's basically like a fungus in the mouth from sugar. And so we're like, okay, we need to make a decision to really like change Maddie's diet, especially when she goes to this house because they just indulge her or whatever. You mean and this house? You mean your mama's house? That's what. Don't try to don't try to hide <laughs> well, it. It's, it's not your just mama's my house. mom. It's not just my mom. Um, but when she goes over there, they give her a lot of sugar and whatever. And so we need to like make it. We've made a decision that we want to change her diet and mm-hmm. how she eats, even when she's not with us. Mm-hmm. And so like just supporting each other in when we do make a decision for the kids, like supporting each other in that decision. And so like having each other's back, like at the house just reaffirming like yeah you, you know what we've decided we don't want her to eat that or mm-hmm. do that or whatever mm-hmm. um so even though when we are on the same page with decisions like we still have to reinforce those decisions together too mm-hmm. cuz like if said's like oh maddie here's another mint or whatever then that undermines the decision mm-hmm. and undermines my authority mm-hmm. and yeah so- and that was something that was like we we learned on the go cuz like a lot of the times like maddie loves like candy well, not really. She doesn't love candy like that. She loves certain kind of things. Like she'll be on something for a long time. Like mm-hmm. she'll be on chocolate or like for a long time. She loved mints. It was the weirdest thing. Like she. It was loved because mints. I was eating mints. Oh, when you were pregnant, when I was yeah. so nauseous. Yeah, yeah, when you were pregnant, yeah. And um, and then at one point she loved you know bagels and whatever. And but the thing about Maddie, when she likes something, she's excessive. Like if she, <laughs> when she, if she's on chocolate, she wants chocolate like every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? And at first, like, it was really hard for Charlotte to say no. And I was like, cold turkey. I'm like, no, you can't do this. And I told Charlotte, like, look, we have to stop doing this. So just say no. It's okay. She'll cry. She'll get upset. But no, don't say, 
just say no. And then it got to the point we did it. Now I do it for Charlotte. She does it for me with the kids. And it, it, there's come to us, it comes a certain like respect for me and Charlotte. Okay, like she's listening to me for the betterment of our child, which is like makes us feel like we're doing this together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I think kids do mess up your relationship. <laughs> and I think that there's a lot of different ways that you can go about making sure that um, they don't mess it up. And I think the biggest thing out of all the examples that we gave, it's all about intentionality. And it's all about making sure that you're taking the time to confide in your partner, listen to your partner, have those conversations, and dating do the things partner. that are hard. Yeah, and dating your partner. Mm-hmm. like. You should always be dating and doing new things and learning about each other because you're always evolving. I heard this quote the other day is that something, if something isn't growing, it's dying. Like you should always be growing. You know what I'm saying? Like my mm-hmm. plants in there, I stopped watering them because I got kids. I'm like, my plants are suffering. My, my plants are you're dying. You're a terrible plant dad. That's offensive. <laughs> Your plants all died. What do you want me to say? I have kids. They mess, <laughs> the kids are messing up my plants' relationship. But the thing is, is like as much as we said kids mess up your relationship, they do like they do force you to grow and stretch mm-hmm. and challenge you in new ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also forces your relationship to grow and stretch and be mm-hmm. challenged in new ways. And so um, just like said said, in addition to just being super intentional with one another, um, you also have to be really patient with yourselves because mm-hmm. like change is hard. Change is hard mm-hmm. and nobody is a perfect parent. Nobody knows what they're doing when mm-hmm. they first have kids. Like you we're we're still learning and we're still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And we are not perfect. We are not the perfect Instagram couple or family. Mm-hmm. We are going through an adjustment period right now and we're still figuring it mm-hmm. out. And that's why like with this podcast, even though like on YouTube and everything, like I'm always being super vulnerable about the things that we're going through. You don't see me talking about like every all the happy stuff most of the videos and most of the time are like <laughs> sad because we're going through stuff we're in a really hard season of our lives the past couple of years having kids but we really are like in a happy place too no, no we're like, definitely happy but like we're sad I'm just, too. I'm just saying like we can't be the sad youtubers the sad no, but it's happy i just posted a bunch of happy videos in a row the one on tuesday this week's gonna be happy you know what I'm saying? But anyways, kids mess up your relationship and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Be intentional. Be loving. Do physical touch. Do quality time. <laughs> figure out your love language and you're going to be all right. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, this was really fun. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything that you want, to ask us uh we'll try our best to get back to you we get a lot of questions but we love our fan bam so we try to get back to everybody you can follow me on all my social medias mine is at said by me across all the platforms and uh charlotte's instagram is maybe you should say it for them instead of me saying it <laughs> my instagram is ca.pt